0: quickly preach and then we'll do other things I want to do and wrap up the service last Sunday I had for a title stand how many of you remember that message were you blessed and as I waited on the Lord for the word for this week because I always want a fresh word for every time he said to me keep standing <laughs> Last week he said stand, this week he said keep standing. Go with me to the book of Psalms, and we're going to be in chapter 78 from verse 9 to 16. Psalms 78, 9 to 16, and we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6. Book of Psalms, in the 78th division. And we're going to be in verse 9, all the way to 16. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. May you not turn back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. And forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. And he made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime also he led them with a the cloud and all the night with the light of fire. He cleft the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. Verse 16. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. The Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. Here we see a picture of the children of Ephraim, a tribe in Israel. Ephraim and Manasseh were actually from Joseph, the sons of Joseph, that Jacob, their grandfather, engrafted into the 12 tribes of Israel. The Bible says, however, here that in the day of battle, even though they were fully armed to the teeth, they ran away. They turned back in the day of battle. The word of God makes it clear to us that if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every Christian, every believer will go through a day called the day of adversity. We don't know when it is going to come, how it is going to come, which manner it is going to come, where it will come from. We have no idea. But one thing is certain that it will come. Blessed is that person that has been strengthened by the Holy Ghost to withstand In the day of battle. In the day of adversity. Life is not a playground. Young people listen. The earlier you learn that, the better it is for you. Life is not a playground. That's why you don't come to the presence of God and start fiddling with your phone. This is a moment of destiny. This is a moment of instructions in righteousness. For the days ahead. For the days that the Holy Ghost knows that we don't know yet. So that we can be better equipped, well equipped to handle whatever may come our way. In Psalm 34 and verse 17, the Bible says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and saves them out of all their troubles. So the righteous have trouble. They cry, but then the Lord hears them. In verse 19, he says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Thank God he doesn't leave us in trouble. He delivers us. In Psalm 91 verse 15, He says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. It means he will get into trouble at a point. But I will be with him. My presence is guaranteed inside the trouble. And so, I will deliver him. And so, I will honor him. May you experience the deliverance and the honor of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Keep standing. The spirit of the Lord said to me. Ephesians chapter 6, let's quickly look at verses 10 to 18, which was one of the texts also of last week. If you were not in church last week, go and get that message, get the audio, listen to it. It will bless you. So you build up on that for today. Ephesians 6 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself and in the power of your brain. <laughs> what did he say? Be strong where? In the Lord, that's the only place to be strong, and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, that's number one, stand against the words of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, number two, Withstand in the evil day, the evil day, and having done all to stand, number three. Stand, therefore, number four, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always. Not once in a while. Always. Even now. With all prayer. And supplication. In the spirit. Not in the flesh. In the spirit. And watching thereunto With all perseverance and supplication. For all sins. The Lord bless the written of his word. In the name of Jesus. Let me turn to your neighbor this morning. And say keep standing. Tell them it's not time to run away. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Last week we we looked at the story of a man called Shammah, whose name actually meant loss. But when God came upon Shammah, he brought a lot of gain, not only to his own personal life, but to the entire country of Israel. The Philistines were a sworn enemy to the Israelites. They came to terrorize them at every opportunity. This time, Shammah happened to be in the field of lentils, like the field of beans. There was food there, and the enemies were coming to take over their land. They were coming to take over their food. Like the enemy always attacks us, he wants to take over our joy. He wants to take your job, your health, your family, your marriage, your education, your your your, your, your business ideas. He always wants to steal from you. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So as they advanced, as the troops of the Philistines advanced, everybody took off except Shama. The Bible says Shammah stood, Second Samuel 23, and in verse 12, he stood in the midst of the field and defended it alone, but with God. And God wrought a great victory on that day. God is always looking for one man that will stand. One person that will not compromise. Are you going to be that one for your family? Are you going to be that one for your community? Are you going to be that one for your school or for your department? Are you going to be that one last man standing that will not run away? And for everyone that stands, God always honors them. When you refuse to compromise... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood. They refused to bow. And because they did not bow, they did not burn. Those who bowed, burnt. But they did not bow. Daniel was one man that refused to bow. He refused to kowtow to the authorities of the land because they decided that no man should pray for one month or ask for anything from any god but except from the king. Daniel said, no, the king is not my god. I know my god. Psalm thirty-six, verse nine says, "For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light shall we see light." You are not the fountain of life; God Almighty is the fountain of life. How come you are you are threatening my life? Daniel stood; they threw him in the den of in the den of lions because of his stand. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, he made it back alive. Can I have an amen to that? And so today, <laughs> the same God of Shama, the same God of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, the same God of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is still alive and well. And is the one telling us today that we should keep standing. It's amazing what God can do through one man. Just one person who chooses to believe God against all odds and refuses to compromise. As I waited on the Lord for the word for the week, I heard in my spirit very clearly keep standing. And I said to the Lord, In my time of communion with him. I said, why? Why are you asking us to keep standing? Some of us have stood for a long time. Maybe believing God for a particular promise. A particular word from God. That God, when are you going to make it good? A particular breakthrough. Or a particular healing. There is a condition in your body. The doctors have given you a report. And it's a damning report. And you have been standing on Isaiah 53 verse 5. It says, by stripes, we are healed. You have been standing on First Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes you were healed. You have been standing on Psalm 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. But it looks as though the condition is getting worse. And you have been standing on the word of God. So I said, Lord, why should we stand? He said, keep standing. I said, why? He gave me two points. Number one, he said, because your salvation is near. That should make somebody happy this morning. He said, keep standing because your salvation is near. Then he gave me this word of wisdom. He said, I don't want my people to miss out on the divine encounters as well as the explosive blessings that I'm bringing their way. Let me say that again. I do not want my people to miss out on the divine encounters as well as the explosive blessings that I'm bringing their way. It is, however... Very crucial that they stay in the faith and stay in the race and keep standing by faith and keep walking in love until they see the manifestations of my promises with their natural eyes. The Lord said, You keep standing by faith, keep walking by faith, keep walking in love until you see the manifestation of. Of the promises with your natural eyes. In other words, it is not just going to happen in the realm of the spirit. You will see it in the physical. Can I have an amen? How many people would like to see the goodness of God in real terms? Practical, real, raw, tangible, fun. Can I, can I see your hand up? You will see it in the name of Jesus. It reminded me of a word that David spoke in Psalm 27 and verse 13. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God where? In the land of the living, while I'm still alive, not while I'm dead. Oh, and he worked for this thing, you no. Know. Now the thing is out, but it's no more. And she worked for this thing, you no, know, and now it is out. And everybody is enjoying it. But the person, the lady that worked for it is no more. That will not be your story. Whatever you labor, whatever you have labored for up until now, laboring in the word of God, laboring in prayer, laboring in fasting, laboring in giving, laboring in soul winning, you will enjoy it yourself. You will enjoy it while you are here. You will enjoy it in sound health in the name of Jesus. Look at verse 14. Same scripture, verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. That is keep standing. Be of good courage. And it shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Somebody help me tell the neighbor, say, keep standing. Let's look at Job. That was David. Job also made his own statement. He had an encounter. He made an audacious statement in Job 19, 26. Job 19, 26. Job 19, 26. He said, and though after my skin. In fact, let's take it from verse 25. Let's take it from verse 25 quickly. Thank you, Media. He said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. My Redeemer lives and he will stand. The one that tells me to stand will stand. Amen. On the latter day upon the earth. Now, the next verse, verse 26. He said, And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Can you imagine the statement? He said, even though this body is perishing, this body is wasting away. But I know that in my flesh, which flesh? The one perishing? Yeah, he will give me a new one. I have hope. Even though this one is perishing, He's going to give. Me, if it takes him to manufacture a new one, he will manufacture it. And I will see God in my flesh. I will see God in my condition because my condition will change. Can I have an amen? That was Job. He says, I know God won't fail me. No matter how dark it gets, he is my light. I know he's not going to fail me. David the psalmist said in Psalm 27, one of my favorite scriptures. And in verse 1, let's take it it from verse 1 all the way to 6. Psalm 27 from verse 1. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So listen, I don't know how dark your condition is right now. I don't know how dark your situation may be, but I want to say, if the Lord is your light, then you have light indeed. Can I have an amen to that? He said, the Lord is my light. Let's read that together. One to go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked and even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me. My heart, my spirit shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, (laughs) in the time of trouble, in the time of trouble, he shall expose me. What is he going to do? He's going to hide me. He's going to hide you in his pavilion. Can I have an amen? Where you become untouchable to the enemies. Let's take that again. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. After hiding me, then he will set me up. Glory be to God. For every believer, there's a season for hiding, and there's a season for showing off. Elijah, he says, sir, yes, sir, go and hide yourself by the brook cherry. After a season, Elijah says, sir, yes, sir, go and show yourself before Ahab. There must always be that season of hiding before the season of showing. Many like to show without the season of hiding. Premature exposure kills people. There's a season to stay in the word, stay in prayer. Stay in communion, koinonia, alone with God, alone with God, alone with God, alone with God, before you get on social media. Somebody got that this morning. Listen, see what he said. He said, he will expose me now, he will lift up my head. Set me up upon the rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Above. I see you going above. The Bible says that he that is from above is above all. He that cometh from above is above all. God will lift your head up above your enemies roundabouts in the name of Jesus. He said, therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. You don't know what that means, but I will teach you this morning. I will sing, yay! I will sing praises unto the Lord. He said, therefore will I offer. The situation had not gone yet. Leave it in verse 6. He said, I will offer sacrifices of joy. I will be joyful when it is not convenient, it's a sacrifice. Do you know what a sacrifice is? A sacrifice is not something that is easy to give, yet you give it. That's why when they talk about sacrificial giving, it's like emptying your account and saying, I'm putting it in the church. Because media needs equipment. We still need a lot of equipment. Thank God we have been able to acquire some, but we still need some. We are going to Poly in the month of June before their exams. To have worship his majesty. We need money. We want to give some students stuff. We need like three bags of rice. Sacrifice. There is the sacrifice of praise. You praise him. Regardless of your situation. But David took us to another dimension in this scripture. He said I will offer. Sacrifices of joy. I will be joyful. I will exude joy. When it is not convenient. When what I'm actually feeling is like depression. But I will release joy. Because joy is a fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Joy is inside me. I will release it against all odds. I won't carry my condition to the presence of God. Rather, I will carry joy to his presence. God loves a cheerful giver, a joyful giver. So whether you are giving him praise, you are giving him worship, you are giving him money, whatever you are giving him, give it with joy. When you are giving God a service, you are rendering a service to God in church. I've told you, workers, don't render your service with frowning. It is not acceptable to God. The Bible says to serve God with gladness of heart. You'll find that in Deuteronomy 28. One of the causes that came upon the people was because they did not serve God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. When you throw something at God, I don't care whether you give a billion U.S. dollars in this church. If you throw it at God, it's not acceptable. If you give him one naira and you, 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 you rejoice with your one naira. Say, God, I bless your name. Even though this might be my last dime, I don't know where the next meal is coming from. But I want to thank you for the opportunity to at least give this one. Sacrifices of joy. Sacrifices of joy. The natural thing when we are going through stuff is to wear a long face. And let everybody be asking you, what's wrong with you? What's the matter? Many, many times, I've been there, but I tell you, people don't have the solution. They would rather spread your matter. So why don't you give God the sacrifice of joy? And say, Lord, nobody knows what I'm going through, but you do know. And I know that you know, that we both know that you know. Hallelujah. And I will rejoice. I will rejoice. In spite of my condition. Even though the fig tree may not blossom. Even though there's no meat in the stall yet. I will rejoice before my God. Zephaniah told us that. Paul the apostle told us in in Philippians 4. 4, He said rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Maybe your Bible. What does it say? I love the King James All the way. All the way. (laughs) All the way. All the way. We go to hell. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And if you like I put the S. Always. And again I say. Rejoice. Give him the sacrifice of joy. You know why? Because according to Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. It is with joy. That we draw water from the wells of salvation. Anything you want from God. Is inside the well of salvation. And to draw it out, you don't draw it by crying, you draw it by joy. You draw it with joy. You draw healing. Healing is in the well. Draw it out with joy. Amen. Promotion is in the well. Draw it out with joy. Elevation is in the well. Draw it out with joy. Healing, draw it out with joy. Wisdom, draw it out with joy. Can I have an amen to that? Draw out your visa with joy. Draw out your scholarship with joy. Amen. Draw out your international approval with joy. Draw out. Draw out your next level in God with joy. Hallelujah. Say, so why should we keep standing? He said, because your salvation is near. Your salvation is near. Look up, child of God. Your salvation is near. Help is coming. I heard that very loud and clear in my spirit. Help is coming. Keep standing. Keep standing. Because help is coming. Exodus 33, 26 to 29. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Exodus 33, 26 to 29. Exodus 33, 26 to 29. 26 to 29. You're in the chapter, but not in the verse. Go to the verse, please. Exodus 33, 26 to 29. 26, not 2, 26. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, be to God. Okay, let's read our Bible. Exodus 33. I mean the media team is doing a great job I, I, I have an idea Some of those equipment are They are dead they are, they are just working, managing them And helping to just make them work That's why we need to buy new equipment Let the Lord use you, amen Say the Lord will use me Exodus 33 and verse 26 to 29 If you are in your Bible, if you are there Can you say amen Oh Lord, have mercy. So that means it was from me, right? Oh, that wasn't from media. Deuteronomy 33. Did I say Exodus? I like Exodus. Exiting from Egypt. Deuteronomy 33, 26. Deuteronomy, I meant, sorry. Online viewers and listeners, sorry about that. Um, It's Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 33, from verse 26. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun. Now, Jeshurun is another name for Jacob. Who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. This is my scripture when I'm traveling, when I'm flying in the air, whether local flight or international flight. Now, grab this, everybody, because all of you will be flying very soon. He said, the eternal God is your refuge. Amen to that? And underneath, underneath the aircraft are the everlasting arms. So as I'm in the air like this, 33,000 feet above sea level, I say, Lord, I thank you because underneath this aircraft are your everlasting arms. So God carried me from Murita Mohammed International Airport to London Heathrow or London Gatwick or uh, I Min mean at Jackson Airport in Atlanta, Georgia, or George Bush International Airport in Houston, Texas, wherever. And it's not just for Pastor Fred; it's for you as well. A lot of prophecies have been spoken about this church, and we are seeing them come to pass. <laughs> the only thing that I require of you, and that God requires of you, people, is faithfulness and loyalty, undivided loyalty and faithfulness. God has been faithful. When we started this church as an afternoon church, most of our guys were wearing bathroom slippers to church. Some of them would not minister on the, on the stage because of lack of shoes. So shoe became a prayer point. Today, many of such people are outside the shores of Nigeria. Now, whether they are faithful or not is another question. I'm not going to digress into that, but you needed to hear that. Amen. Underneath! The everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee And shall say destroy them Hey did you hear that He said God will thrust out the enemy Before you and he will ask you to destroy them Can I have an amen to that Israel then shall dwell in safety Alone you will dwell in safety The fountain of Jacob Shall be upon the land of corn and wine Also his heavens Shall drop down dew. Your heavens will drop down dew. Come on come on come on say better Amen no more dry season in your life your heavens will drop down dew. he said happy art thou O Israel who is like unto thee O people saved by the Lord the shield of thy help can you see help again (laughs) the shield of thy help and who is the sword of thy excellency and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee and thou shalt tread upon their high places my focus my focus is verse 26 there is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, the God of Jacob, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help. Now, for you to understand that, can, can we have a more modern translation? Maybe NIV? Can we have NIV and then NLT? Verse 26, very quickly. Can you give me NIV of that? Quickly, 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 quickly. No time to waste. Every, every second is precious. Okay, somebody has NIV on their phone. Maybe they don't have it on the system. I, I know we bought those different versions and we paid for it. No, read, you read. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds in His Majesty. God bless you, Adessa. Who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds? And on the clouds of His Majesty. Who rides across? Can you paint a mental picture? of God riding across the heaven doing what on excursion trying to sightsee why is god taking a ride across the heavens <laughs> he's coming to you oh mine bringing help help is on the way I say to everyone that is of a fearful heart this morning, I say to everyone that is despondent, I say to everyone that is almost becoming hopeless, help is coming your way. He said, he rides through the skies, bringing help. And you want to know that God is a God of speed, you remember that? Don't you? 1 Kings 18:46. the Bible says, and the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he gathered up his loins, and outran the chariot of air to the entrance of Jezreel. That's not normal. A human being does not outrun a horse. A chariot is a combination of horses and 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 like a cart. The cart has wheels, so the horses drive the cart. You don't have horsepower. How come you outrun horses? Because the hand of the Lord comes upon a man. God is the God of speed. Amen? In John chapter 6, and you know that scripture, the God that collapses time. Jesus walked on water and went to his disciples. And the moment he got in the boat, of course, when they saw him walking on the water, because they had to take off, they had waited for him, they didn't see him, they took off. And he was walking on the water to go and meet them in the evening. Baba waited for them to move. They moved without him. So he said, don't worry guys, I'll catch up with you. How? You don't have a boat. He walked on water. And when they saw him coming, they were screaming. They say, hey, it's I. Don't be afraid. And then he got on the boat. Thank you, media. And then he got on the boat. And when he got on the boat, the Bible says, the boat got to destination immediately. <laughs> Talk about supernatural speed. He got on the boat. They got to destination. King James says, and the boat got to land. They landed safely. They landed on time. They landed beyond time. May God grant you supernatural acceleration. I said to someone this morning, help is on the way. Let me tell you, neighbor, "Say help is on the way. Say, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up hope. Help is coming. Who is bringing help? Who is bringing help? Who is bringing your help? unto you, the God of Jeshurun, who is riding through the skies in your help. God is bringing help. Help is on the way. So keep standing. Don't run away. Let help meet you where you are. David the psalmist said in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help, my help cometh from Asserok. My help cometh from the capital. My help coming from Buckingham palace my help coming from the home office my help coming from the embassy my help coming from the vc's office my help coming from the governor's office my help coming from one source one source one source the lord can i have an amen you can use any channel there are many channels but there's only one source Expression house, don't you ever again in your life say, I got help from an unknown source. No. It could be an unknown channel, but it's a known source. All of your help, all of it, financial help, emotional help, psychological help, spiritual help. Social help, academic help, business help, relational help, any kind of help you get is from the Lord. We know the source. Can I have an amen? If it is help, then it is good, right? That's why it's called help. It must be good, right? James 1.17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from whom? From an unknown source? No, from God the father of heavenly light, with whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. Psalm 36 and verse 9 says, for with you is the source of life, the fountain of hell, the fountain of life. And in your light we see light. Can I have an amen to that? You can get money this week from an unknown channel, but it's from a source. The known source. You can get a job from an unknown channel. You didn't even send your CV there. They just called you and said, well, we found your CV, we found your resume, and would you be ready to do this? Can we have an interview on Zoom tomorrow about this time? Hello, who applied for me? To Microsoft or whoever, whatever company. Who applied on my behalf? Well, with your CV. (laughs) Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. Now, don't come and share testimony. Hello, church, praise the Lord. I got a job interview from an unknown source. That's disrespectful to your God. Because you already sang, Psalm 121, that your help cometh from the Lord. Can I have an amen to that? So, you got it from the Lord, but God can use an unknown channel. There are many channels that God uses. People ask me, what's your source of income? I say, God. Source. You said source. You didn't ask for my channel of income. If you're talking about channels, I have multiple channels or multiple streams of income. But I have one source of income. God. I have one source of life. God. I have one source of righteousness. God have one source of faith God one source of love God one source of favor God John 1 16 out of his fullness we all receive grace upon grace unmerited favor upon unmerited favor God the source glory be to God <laughs> Woo-hoo. are you blessed this morning Isaiah 35 and verse 4 Isaiah 35 and verse 4 I wanted to look at that very quickly oh it's a very powerful scripture Isaiah 35 and verse 4. Isaiah 35 and verse 4. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's it. Say to them that of a fearful heart. I say to everyone of a fearful heart this morning. Fear not. Be strong. Let me tell your neighbor to be strong. Fear not. Help me preach to your neighbor. and neighbor, be strong and fear not don't say like a Nigerian say neighbor say you gotta be strong and fear not say neighbor be strong and fear not be strong and fear not he said behold your God will come say God is coming Remember, we read that in Deuteronomy that he's coming, he's riding through the sky. Now Isaiah says same thing. He said, God is coming, God is coming. Your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. He will come and save you. He will come and say, If you say to the weary one. Your God will surely come. Forgive me. He will come and save you. That's why you need to keep standing. Let me tell your neighbor: say, neighbor. That's why you got to keep standing. That's why you got to keep standing. You got to keep standing. Stand, 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 stand. Tell them: stand, 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 stand. stand. Keep standing. Say, neighbor, weeping me in deer for a night. But joy, 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 joy cometh in the morning. Tell them that's Psalm 13 and verse 5. Glory be to God. Give him a shout of praise this morning. In his favor, his life, his anger and dear, but for a moment, in his favor, his life, weeping man dear for the night. It will only last the night. It will only last the night. Joy cometh in the morning. We realize where our help comes from. Our help comes from God. God bless Israel Hilton. That brother sang a song. I don't know the title of that track, but it says, our help comes from you many of you know this song? Oh, our help comes from you. Na, 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 na. We realize where our help comes from. Oh, my dog knows the song. We realize where our help comes from. Sing it with me. We realize where our help comes from. Go get that song. Come on. Get it on your phone it says our help comes from you our help comes from you i don't know the entire track but i know that portion of it our help comes from you i guess one of those albums when he sang um, grace grace lord your lord your grace oh i need it ah, is that, that 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 album get it get it hallelujah i said to the lord why should i keep standing lord I'm almost getting tired. Somebody said, Lord, I've been standing for 20 years. I've been standing for two months. I've been standing for two weeks. Lord, I'm almost I'm almost getting, getting tired. Don't let that come out of your mouth. The devil will tell you you are tired. Now you're getting tired. Don't agree with the devil by verbalizing what he says to you. Yeah, now I'm getting tired. Pastor, I'm not sure I can wait for God anymore. If God doesn't give me a relationship this year, I'm going to have to get one by myself. You're gonna get an Ishmael. May you not get an Ishmael? Ishmael is a product of impatience. Abraham, I am coming for you, and Sarah, your wife shall bear a child. <laughs> Mama Sarah had that behind the tent's door, and she burst into laughter. <laughs> is it my lord that is old and well-stricken in age that cannot talk to you anymore? Or me that my womb is as good as dead? Shall I still have pleasure? Do I even enjoy, will I enjoy sex anymore, let alone have a child? Am I going to do it? Because that's the way to do it. You're going to have to do something. And then you're going to have something. And then give birth to something. Glory be to God. Uh, but they didn't know that God has a way of renewing your youth. Glory be to God. And God chastised Sarah. Say, so wherefore did Sarah laugh? So I didn't laugh. Shut up. You laughed. God is always the God of honesty and truth. You laughed. Abraham also laughed within himself. How am I going to do it? <laughs> even if I, even if I, even if I, even if I, I don't know, I'm going to get up. I don't know. I'm just there. But God, somebody say, but God. Stepped on the scene, energized both of them. And in Hebrews 11, 11, the Bible says, through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. A 90-year-old woman gave birth. To a child called Isaac, laughter. You will laugh. How is he going to do it? Don't worry about that. But don't you say, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired. I know that feeling. I've been there before. Lord, Lord, you know. You know my limits. You know the level of my faith. You know what my faith cannot carry. My faith cannot carry beyond this point. Lord, you better send help today or I'm just going to, I'm just tired. Yeah, the enemy will tell you you're tired, baby. Cry small. A little more. Yes, yeah, maybe you will hear cry more. Now roll on the floor. Now go pick up your Christian books and tear them. It will keep giving you suggestions. And as you obey, it will take you one step further. Now there's a sniper in your store. Ah, Should I use it? Yes, use it. (laughs) And then you go there. Now open it. Ah! Scream some more. Ah! Open it. It's like water. Quench your thirst. Ah! Maybe if you do that, 24 hours later, your phone might try to ring. And the help you needed, you've waited for, is actually the one coming. May that not be your story. Stand and keep standing. In the face of opposition, in the face of discouragement, in the face of depression, stand and keep standing. Tell your neighbor, say, keep standing. Say, God is coming for you. Say, God knows where you are right now. God knows your address, knows your shoe size, knows your postcode, knows your email address, knows your telephone number, knows your WhatsApp number, knows your IG handle, knows your Twitter handle, knows how to get help across to you. And tired, God says that's good, boy. Don't be tired. Why should I keep standing? Number two. God told me, Quitters don't win, and winners don't quit. Quitters don't win. You gotta keep standing because if you quit, that's the end of the victory. Fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy 6:12. Stand your ground and fight, don't run away from your challengers. And don't run away from your challenges. Don't quit. For the Christian soldier, quitting is not an option. Sangit this morning, God bless you choir. Onward, not backward. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching as to war, not as to church. Every day as to war. That's why you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. You spend time in the word. You're preparing. You're dislodging the network of the enemy. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. Every time you release the word, you are releasing the sword. And nobody likes to play around the sword. No enemy toys with the sword. The word of God in your spirit and in your mouth is the sword of the spirit. The word of God. Don't quit. The Lord said to me, you can never, you can never quit and win at the same time. They don't go together. They are like two immiscible liquids in chemistry. Water and and petrol. Or even water and kerosene. They are two immiscible liquids. I was taught that much in chemistry. If you mix them together, you will see the the, the fuel, the, the 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 petrol or the, the kerosene come on top of the water. They don't mix. If you did organic chemistry, you know what I'm talking about. Alkane, alkene, and alkyne. And then you talk about benzene. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, nobody quits and wins at the same time. Our, our, our text, Psalm 78 and verse 9, spoke about the children of Ephraim. He said, look at them. Psalm, 70, Psalm 78 and verse 9. Psalm 78 and verse 9. The children of Ephraim, been armed. Did they lack ammunition? No. Did they lack a Bible? No fat Bibles, but they don't read. They had ammunition. They were armed to the teeth. The Bible said they were even carrying bows. You shoot bows and arrows at the enemy. They carried bows. But in the day of battle, they quit. They took off. They ran away. Shammah didn't do that. He stood the ground and defended it. God is always at the back of those who stand. Remember that, the longest day you live. Anytime you feel like quitting something that God actually started in your life, remember that God is at the back of those who stand and who keep standing. No matter how discouraging it may be, standing is a posture of faith. Standing will place a demand on your health. Will place a demand on your strength. Because when you stand for too long, you want to sit down. Am I right about that? But God said, keep standing. And no. It's weighing you you down in the natural. That was why Paul, the apostle, said, even though the outward man perished, he said the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day, I'm renewed. Look, let me tell you one of my secrets. I love to read those Pauline prayers and to read them meditatively. I can be in a meeting, pastor's meeting, and I bring out my phone, and I bring out my Bible. I have my Bible on my phone, and I'm in Ephesians 3 from 14 to the end. Receiving strength. I'm strengthened with all might according to his glorious power in my inner man. You need to do that. If you don't have strength in your spirit man, you will run. You will flee when you see the enemy coming. The enemy likes it when you quit. He enjoys to see more and more Christians quit the race. The reason he insists The reason he resists us, hires people against us, brings up opposition, foments and multiplies troubles, and all the hellish stuff that he does is just to get us to the point where we quit. That's the only thing. He can get you to quit as an HOM, as a head of ministry. Use people against you, they don't appreciate you, they talk ill of you, they criticize you, The people that should say thank you to you, they are the ones even criticizing you. So that one day you can say, I'm not doing again. Then devil will go to the corner and laugh. <laughs> Don't do again, Jari. You'll try it. Don't even do anything again. Come to church. You pray, I say amen. There is no fight in the church. That's what I said in Yoruba. I didn't speak in tongues. is from Ak- akwa Ebam. Glory be to God. Are you with me, church? Everything the devil is doing is just trying to get you to the point where you quit. Not doing anymore. I throw in the towel. As a pastor, he will, de- oh no, come on, get ready. Those of you that are going to ministry, get ready. Pray, pray, pray. Fast, fast, fast. Church is not growing. At a point, it's like that. There was a time we had 11, 11 and a half members in this church. 11 and a half because we were not sure of the attendance of the 12th person. I read the story of Bishop David Oyedeko. He once had four and a half members. Half because he wasn't sure of the attendance of the fifth brother. I read the story and the rise of brother, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes as written by Richard Young. I'm a student of history. I read. I like to learn from those who have gone ahead of me. T.D. Jakes said there was a time he had about six and a half members. Half because they were not sure of the attendance of that half person. He was the one that used to help to hide the bad car of the pastor. Because Bishop T.D. Jakes was a pastor. T.D. Jakes at the time, he had a very bad car. The car was really bad. This is America head together by bailing wires. It wasn't a good shape. It was the jalopy of a car. And so anytime they were going to have a guest in the church, this particular deacon would volunteer to go and hide the car. He would move it, move it, move it, hide it at the back of the church so that the guest would not be embarrassed by the type of jalopy that the pastor was driving. Today is the pastor of a 30,000 mega church, seated in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, his baritone booms across the auditorium as he steps on and says, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. God is about to do something in your life today. And everybody's gonna... screaming, <laughs> Woo! There was a time he was saying all of that and nothing seems to be happening. Same person. I've read the rise of Pastor Joel Austin and Liquid Church, written also by Richard Young. There was a time they, could have, they hardly could afford their rent. His father was the pastor, Pastor John Austin, a word of faith preacher. They were using a feed meal, a feed meal for church. Today, Lakewood is one of the fastest growing churches in the United States. I've been there. I went to Houston, Texas. I said, Lord, take me to Houston. I want to go to Lakewood. Not to preach. I just want to stay there and enjoy the ambience. To see what God has done. And I met Pastor Joel Austin one-on-one. Oh, what a blessed day that was. In the month of April, in the year 2015. Put his hand on my shoulder and prayed with me. I said, the same thing God has done for you. you can do anywhere else. I enjoy watching you on my computer in my office in Nigeria, Africa. You know where that is? No, I didn't put that one. Glory be to God. If those men had quit, we would not hear those names today. If you quit, we will not hear you in 10 years' time. Refuse to quit. Keep standing because God will come through for you. Can I have a better amen? If you don't take authority in the name of Jesus and run off the enemy out of your life, it will feed your mind with discouragement 24-7. And the more you meditate on his words, the more agitated and fearful you will become. Even though you are a child of the Most High God, it will encourage you to, to run away. To stop feeding on the word of God. To stop praying and to cut off fellowship with the brethren. The reason some are not in church this morning It's not because anything is wrong with them, but because they are under the heavy weight of discouragement. I don't feel like going to church today. I don't want to go. Why? I just don't feel like. They are under the weight of discouragement. Satan will do anything to get you away from the word of God. The reason he discourages you from reading your Bible is because he knows that if you open that book, there is every tendency that the Holy Spirit will reveal a secret to you with which you will destroy him. You will destroy his influence over your life, over your mind, over your business, over your family, over your health. One encounter. You will tell him to get out and he will flee from you. The Bible says to resist. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And you are free forever. So now he cannot force you to not open the Bible. Can you imagine the Bible being closed and you want to open it and Satan holds your hand? No, you will not open not open he, he can't do that. He can't possibly do that. But you know what he's going to do? You know what going to do? It's going to discourage you. You have better things to do with your time. There is another time for Bible reading. You have a test tomorrow. You haven't covered 15 chapters. That message on your phone is very important. You need to respond to it now. Get on WhatsApp. It's an ASAP message. That's why it came through WhatsApp. just swelling. So you get on that thing, you you press that button, boom, and then you're on WhatsApp, and then you read that message, and then another message drops, and say, oh, I've got lots of unread messages, and then before you know it, one hour, you're there. And somebody engages you, and somebody probably even calls you on video. Hey, babes, how you doing? Oh, come on, not a good time, but yeah, not a good time, but 20 minutes, you're still on. Not a good time, though. Yeah, but you come, oh, that's America, man. Oh. Your word time, your word time, your word time, that is Satan. People think, oh, Satan's just going to come and say, hey, I'm Satan. No, today you're not going to read your Bible. Don't read it. Don't read it. No, he's a subtle guy. You have better things to do. Oh, sorry, not better things I meant. You have other things to do. Say okay, other things, and then you do other things, and you leave the Bible. Oh, I'm going to come back. Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, I'm coming back in the evening. Ah, oh no, oh no, it's near you. One hour, we lock, we lock ourselves like this together. I'm not going anywhere. I will even switch off my phone. I promise you. You come back eight thirty. You thought you come back at five p.m., but you come back. You now, 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 you're back eight thirty. And then, oh, oh Lord, I'm, I'm famished. Oh, anything to eat in this house. And then you you put something together. And then you. and then you, The moment you're done eating. The gift of yawning comes on you. Like it came on brother Eutychus. Paul the apostle was preaching. Eutychus was heavy with sleep. Then you grab your Bible. Now I'm going to read my Bible in the name of Jesus. In the name. In the name. In the name. Where do I read? Where do I read? Lord. That's the thing. I don't even know where to read now. Ezra, what's in Ezra, no. Pastor has never quoted Ezra before. Let me go to where he quotes. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. Before she's never, she brought for her pain. Oh, sorry, the pain. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. I'm not a woman. I'm, who is delivering? Do you know, Monday just passes by, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Thursday, Bible study. Oh, Bible study. Lord, Okay, I will read the Bible at Bible study. And then you get to read a few scriptures at Bible study and then Sunday again in church when pastor says, let's open our Bible. A part-time Christian cannot defeat a full-time devil. I told you last week, the devil is persistent and you have to be consistent. Your consistency will overcome his persistence. Your consistency. In the battle between the water and the rock, water will win. Because water keeps flowing, keeps flowing, keeps flowing. The rock says, no, I'm persistent. I stay here. This is where I stay. I stay. It's my stay. I stay my stay. At day my day. Water keeps flowing to it and keeps washing away its roots gradually, gradually. Every second it is flowing. Every Someday, you'll come down, you don't find the rock anymore. Don't you ever forget that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. When you spend time in the word, you are learning to wield your sword. You are learning to wield your sword. One word from God can change your life. One word from God can change your circumstance. One word from God can turn around the darkest night into the brightest day. One word from God can change your mood. Get you out. Yank you out of depression. And put you in the marvelous light of God's joy. One word. One word from God can heal your body. One word from God can open that door. Forever. One word from God. Because forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Can I have an amen? While the devil can't force you to not open your Bible, he will discourage you from opening it yourself. Get that. Get that. Get that. And don't you ever forget. (laughs) Uh, Somebody said, well, pastor, in wrapping up, I've been standing for a while, but my strength is waning gradually. I have a word for you. Isaiah 40. Very quickly, I'm wrapping up. Isaiah 40, verses 29 to 30, 31, 29 to 31. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's read this together. Somebody say, Oh, my strength is waning. My strength is reducing. Hey, keep standing. Let me tell you, neighbor say, keep standing. Let's read from the screen if you can. One to go, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, increase it strength. Glory be to God. Even the youth, we are the youth, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Hey, but they wait on the Lord. together. They got that from here. Every song you get from the scripture will do well. It will do well. That's why you don't need secular songs. These ones will change something in your life. These ones will encourage you. These ones will strengthen you. When you don't want to wait anymore, when you feel like throwing in a tower and throwing your Bible in your pastor's face, this Christianity thing is a scam. I don't believe it words. That's the devil. He feeds you those words. You will never hear those words from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's read this verse together. One, two, go. But they, they that wait, yeah, upon the Lord, yeah, shall renew, yeah, their strength, uh-huh. They shall mount up, yeah, with, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. They so run. And not be weary. They shall walk. Nothing. Say that again. Say that again. That's what happens when you wait. That's what happens when you wait. Let me tell the neighbor to wait on the Lord. Say this week wait on the Lord. Say this month wait on the Lord. Say, Say the whole of this year, wait on the Lord. Say, God is coming through for you. You are going to pull through this season. This season will change. A better day is coming. A better season is coming. A better time is coming. Stand on your feet, everybody. You got to keep standing. They that way. Yeah! Wings as eagles. Ah, thank you, Father. That's prophetic. Many, many people are going to rise from the Expression House. They will rise, they will mount up with wings as eagles. six Sick- i uh-huh. Take this word very seriously. It came a couple of minutes ago. God is raising an army from the expression house. People that will mount up with wings as eagles. The Lord is having me to hear his word this morning. We are no longer flocking with chickens. We are no longer flocking With chickens. You are no longer. Operating as a chicken. You are no longer. You are no longer going to be found. In the company. Of chickens. You are an eagle. You are an eagle believer. The eagle sees the storm. And rides upon the wings of the storm. Where every other bird. Is hindered. Stopped. Hampered. And distressed, the eagle goes right through the eye of the storm and uses that to rise. The Lord is raising an army here, an army of young people that will rise upon the wings like the eagles. They will soar, saith the Lord. They will soar very high. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, You will soar, you will soar, saith the Lord, on the wings of my grace and on the wings of revelation. You will soar above the storms. I have a place for you, saith the Lord. It is the place reserved for kings and queens, and I will get you there. Ha, ha ha flow, flow, flow with my spirit, saith the Lord. Does flow, does flow? Listen to instructions. Hey, don't be distracted by external forces. Listen for my voice on your inside, on the inside of your spirit, because I dwell in you, sayeth the Lord. Listen to me. Listen for my voice. Listen for my direction. For I will cause you to soar. You will soar on wings. Like the eagle, saith the Lord. Amen. The Lord gave me a word for the week. I wrote it down. I don't waste his instructions. Put on the screen for me Isaiah 50 and verse 7. Run with this, war with it. 50 and verse 7. Verse 7. Yes. I want other translations, but let's read KJV first. I want NIV, I want NLT, I want Amplified Classic. But let's read this first. One, two, let's go. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Do you know that? What do you know? I be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. I won't be put to shame. Can we have NIV quickly? NIV, where's Adesa? What's your translation? Anyone that has NLT, bring it. You can have it on your phone. translation. NIV. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, oh, I will not be disgraced. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. I, I will, will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint? And I know I will not be put to shame. A flint is a stone it's carved in stone it cannot be ashamed it's set falaka like what's your translation then read it. nlt because the sovereign lord helps me i will not be disgraced therefore i have set my face like a stone determined to do his will and i know that i will not be put to shame so let's follow you let's follow her take it line by line. because the sovereign lord, helps me, the sovereign lord helps, me. helps me i will not be disgraced I Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do His will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. Glory to God. For the, Lord For the Lord God helps me. Therefore have I not been ashamed, not been ashamed. Or, confounded. or confounded. Therefore have I set my face, set my face. like a flint, like a flint. And, I and I know that I shall not, I shall not. be put to shame. It's 11 o'clock. And we're about to dismiss the service. Mm. It's like we should continue another one hour. (laughs) Just dancing in his presence. Just singing hallelujah. Just jumping in his presence. Till he comes again. somebody an opportunity to meet the Lord. Anyone here this morning as we close this service?